Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in the South Bay of Greater Los Angeles, where we focus on Palos Verdes, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach in the show. Be sure to check out my weekly blog where I dive into a lot of local market topics and follow me on Instagram where you get a lot of helpful tips on my reels and up-to-the-date news. Thank you for joining us yet again. It is October 4th, 2022, and I'm stoked because we just concluded September, and no, I'm not gearing up for Halloween, even though that's an exciting time, but it is the end of the third quarter. So we're getting some juicy numbers to cover here from the PV Hill all the way to Manhattan Beach, and they're juicy because we are sitting here at ultra-low affordability, and I want to see what the numbers are telling us here in our local markets, and I hope you're just as excited as I am. We're going to cover three topics today like we normally do. First and foremost, topic number one, I'm going to give you some thoughts that I'm seeing in the market things that are influencing buyers and sellers of mine and how we're navigating that and some ways to think about everything. Then we're going to jump into the quarterly numbers. I'm going to deliver those numbers. We are seeing a bifurcation in the market. I am seeing one half of the market doing some weakness, if that's even the right way to say it, doing some weakness, becoming weaker and another portion of the market staying strong. And then finally, I'm going to wrap up the show with a little bit of a story on what we're doing with buyers now in markets that are weakening and how you can get yourself an edge and how you can negotiate like a pro these days. That's topic number three. So number one, my thoughts. Number two, quarterly numbers. And number three, how to negotiate in this new market. Let's get into it. Topic number one, my thoughts on this new changing, shifting market. I want to start out by saying, hey, this is anything but a normal market. I know we're still at low inventory here at the beach cities and Palos Verdes. I know that prices aren't going down, but we are in anything but a normal market. And let me explain why. If you listened to my podcast a couple weeks ago, and I know a lot of people got value out of it, we are sitting at 16% affordability, which is basically the second lowest affordability time outside of the Great Recession when people were just lying about their loans and anyone could buy a house. That is a massive, massive factor affecting this market, and that was second quarter affordability. We're done with the third quarter and rates are higher, more than likely, affordability is even lower than 16%, if not approaching the Great Recession lows. That's a major factor weighing on this market for buyers. Number two, rates are now pushing 6 7% nationally. I still talk to my local lenders here in the South Bay, and they're pulling off jumbo loans between 5 and 6%. So it's lower than a national rate, but when you're at 5 to 6% rates, and people were used to 3% rates just a year ago, 
That is another huge weighing factor on this market. And let me tell you what decisions and conversations I'm having with my buyers. Number one, I have a lot of buyers clients who are going, we're going to rent short term, three to six months or 12 months and wait and see how things shake out. Other buyers who already own a home are saying, we're going to pull back and wait and see if there's a recession or see if rates get higher and sellers get more realistic. And we're going to buy at a better time. And the conversations that I'm having with buyers that are sticking with this market is they're going, Richard, what do I do? I mean, prices are definitely going to come down, right? They have to. And I go, well, I think you have to think about it this way is prices may in fact come down or they could stay flat or they could move up slowly or in line with inflation. But what is your biggest motivator? Do you want a home now? Would you prefer to own a house now and find a place that you can be in for 10 plus years? And it, are rates at 5 to 6%, call it 5% if you're well qualified, paying a higher number but having a lower percent of, uh, lower payment at 5%, great. Or do you wait six months and could the market be lower by, I'm making this up, say $100,000, but your rate's now at 7% or 7.5% if the Fed keeps hiking rates. And I go, you're at the same payment essentially. So do you want that house now? And does a hundred grand mean anything at your price point if you're buying at 2 million or 3 million, does that 100 grand of equity affect you from buying now or six to 12 months down the road? Or would you rather risk the same payment or higher, but get that 100 grand discount? Or maybe it's a bigger discount, or the risk is maybe the market could be flat or still chug up in certain areas. We have so many unknowns. And it's really difficult for buyers to make decisions, but I respect the buyers who are staying the course and hustling properties and pushing sellers where they can. And I respect my clients who are stepping back for three months, six months, 12 months, and letting this market sort itself out. When it comes to being a seller, I don't think you have any catalysts. At some point, ultra low affordability is going to take its toll and say, we have very few buyers who can afford this market. Interest rates are trending up and seem like they're continuing to trend up. That's only going to hurt buying power and what sellers can get for price. And while inventory remains low, there are always buyers and sellers in good and bad markets. And do you have someone who inherits a home from a relative that was older and they go, man, I just got free money. I don't care if I make one and a half million on my home sale or one, three, five, give me my money and my liquidity so I can go out and buy stocks or save or pay off debt or buy a home out of state. Those sellers aren't going to care and say, what's the price that gets me to sell? And that starts to hurt a seller, whether it's warranted or not, those debt divorce and debt sales are going to ultimately make this market because those are always people that need to sell and what is needed to make deals these days it's price and so getting back to it buyers i respect the patience i also respect buying now if you love a home that you're planning to be in 10 plus years sellers i think you got to sell now if you're a seller 
Between now and 12 months, you go, I'm probably going to retire and sell and move to the desert in two years. Well, know what? Maybe you sell now and you rent for a while and you move to the desert in two years. I really think there are very few catalysts for sellers. And then there's just a lot of strategy for buyers to consider in this new market. It is anything but normal. There are very few catalysts for things to go higher for sellers. And buyers, quite frankly, the power is shifting to you, depending on areas here in the South Bay, but I'm seeing it in many areas. The old adage I, I got from my real estate general counsel and attorney who is very, very smart, he said it a few years ago when we started to see some prices come down in certain markets. He went, it's a buyer's market. The sellers just don't know it yet. And quite frankly, it's a buyer's market today and the sellers just don't know it yet. There is low inventory keeping this market intact. I think that probably continues, but outside of low inventory, the power remains with the buyers. So all in all, buyers negotiate, be patient, pick your spots. Sellers, I think you gotta sell now, don't wait. Moving on to topic number two, quarterly numbers. This is a big one, guys. Normally, you're probably, your eyes are glazing over and you're waiting for your market for me to get to the numbers. And it's more of the same two years ago. Prices are up huge in PV and Manhattan Beach and Hermosa. And I was a broken record. We are now starting to see the shift come to light in the third quarter numbers. And I am seeing it in the Palos Verdes Peninsula. So let's start there. There is weakness officially in the third quarter numbers in the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Starting with Palos Verdes Estates, medium prices are up 5.1%. That's a nice, solid number, but a far cry from the 20% plus, 25% plus appreciation that we've been seeing. Not only last quarter, we had medium prices above $3 million. This quarter, we're at two and a half. So PVE was challenging Manhattan Beach as the highest medium price in the South Bay. It has taken a huge sequential step back. Now, this is seasonal. It's not a huge thing, but PVE isn't as strong as it was on medium prices, and you're seeing closed sales drop by 50% in this quarter. The big saving grace for PVE and why it's hanging in there, active listings in September compared to last September are down 14%. So PVE is still historically low on inventory, but it has been creeping up every month since the beginning of the year, and I expect that trend to continue. PVE's one of the stronger markets. When you shift into Rancho Palos Verdes and Rolling Hills Estates, that's where you're seeing some weakness and a major shift. And typically PVE and other markets will move with the hill as a whole, but PVE is maybe a little bit more resilient. So let's jump to Rancho Palos Verdes. Price is up 6.7%. That's a good thing. But again, a sequential drop from the previous quarter of medium prices. Closed sales are down almost 40%. And active listings, this is the key. Rancho Palos Verdes, active listings up 20%, not down 14% like PV, but inventory is starting to creep up. And as inventory rises, supply and demand, that's when the buyers take back their power. Active inventory is up. 
Yes, in RPV, it's still lower on a historical level, but the past quarter or so, inventory has really gone up where we're starting to get to normal historical levels. We're at 83 active listings in Rancho Palos Verdes. When you hit 100, that's generally around where our PV is, low 100s. We're getting to normalized inventory, high interest rates, low affordability. No one is sticking with this pandemic market of PV, big backyards, affordability, more homes, or larger homes on the cheap. Those COVID trends, people are going back to work. They want to be closer to economic centers. RPV is feeling the weakness. I expect more weakness out of RPV next quarter. Moving on to Rolling Hills Estates, medium prices are down, you guys. Down 1.5% compared to last year's quarter. And we are seeing sequential drops, not to mention last quarter, Rolling Hills Estates was down on medium price as well. So that's a big red flag for PV close sales are down 22%. And guys, get this, active listings surging compared to last year, up 60%. Now, as you know, you have Rolling Hills Country Club, which had a huge run on the high end and Rolling Hills Estates has a lot of condos and people are starting to sell condos again, but a 60% surge in inventory, that's a big deal. Price weakness, sales falling, active listings rising. These are the signs that it's shifting back to a buyer's market and it's happening quickly. Lastly, Rolling Hills behind the gates, prices are up 12%. We saw a nice big jump of about half a million dollars. It's really hard to gauge Rolling Hills because there's so few transactions. Rolling Hills is on good footing, but you are seeing fewer sales. You are seeing active listings rise, but it's generally being resilient and you've got a lot of emboldened sellers because behind the gates has had the best single run since the coronavirus hit of any market. But the long story short of wrapping up the hill and I'll be faster on the beach cities, there is weakness. Even though the numbers don't show it in PVE, I have some emboldened buyers who are seeing a couple comps tick lower and they want a listing that they're watching lower than that next one. They're getting more emboldened. I had a seller in PV say, let's just take the price and get out of this market. There's not a lot of factors. Our PV, rising inventory in a big way, starting to show weakness. Rolling Hills Estates is weak on price, is incredibly weak on active listings, and pending sales are all trending down on the hill as well. So I'm seeing weakness coming. PVE is going to be more resilient. Behind the gate's going to be more resilient. But if Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes get weak, they're likely going to bring PVE with it. And eventually Rolling Hills if those trends are coming out of favor post-coronavirus. Moving on to Manhattan Beach, you guys, Manhattan Beach is that bifurcated market. It's on the other side of the spectrum from the Palos Verdes Peninsula. It is incredibly strong, up 11.5% on median price. Closed sales have dropped meaningfully 43%, which is sometimes a scary sign, but you guys, Active listings are down ever so slightly 3.6%, but Manhattan Beach is still historically low on inventory. It's incredible. 
Prices keep surging. This Q3 quarter of a traditional calendar quarter, this is a record high price for Manhattan Beach. The market isn't slowing down. Inventory isn't rising to get buyers back in control, and closed sales are slowing because there just isn't enough inventory. Manhattan Beach is incredibly strong. Yes, things can change at the drop of a hat with high interest rates, low affordability, and maybe a looming recession in 2023, but as of now, it's a seller's market, Manhattan Beach. There are very few signs of weakness, and buyers are desperate for good, well-priced homes in the Tony Beach City, as I like to say. So Manhattan Beach, incredibly strong. The Palace Verdes Hill starting to show cracks in its armor. Moving on to Hermosa Beach, this has been such an incredibly dependable city. Didn't really crash during COVID, didn't overly surge during COVID. Just good, strong growth. The growth is up 3.2%, a little bit lighter than we're used to seeing in Hermosa. Normally, it's between like 5 and 10%. Closed sales are down 37%, but active inventory is much lower, down almost 19% con compared to September of last year. So Hermosa Beach is still strong. It's still steady. And while the price growth isn't as strong as Manhattan Beach, it's trending in the same direction as Manhattan Beach. You have buyers who maybe can't afford Manhattan, so they go and they buy North Hermosa Beach, or they're in love with the Hermosa Sand section and the discount you get to Manhattan Beach, or East Hermosa is such an affordable area relative to East Manhattan Beach. So Hermosa Beach is on strong footing. It's on the side of Manhattan Beach, and it's much different than the PV market showing its cracks. Last but not least, Redondo Beach. And I would say if you've got PV here on weak and Manhattan Hermosa on one side strong, I'd put Redondo Beach right in the middle. It's that affordable city in the South Bay that you still get the beach and the great public schools, but buyers are impacted by affordability and interest rates. Medium prices are up nicely, 7.1%. Closed sales are down 33%, and active listings are flat, down just 0.9%. So call it flat. So we have the same inventory as we had a year ago. And Redondo Beach in quarter number two, we're here in quarter number three, was flat as well. So what's interesting is closed sales are falling in a big way, but inventory remains the same, and pricing is still growing. So I'd see this going either way. You're seeing pending sales, which I don't report on, and I'm going to start doing it because that's going to show us where the market's going. Pending sales are falling in Redondo Beach. And so if we don't get those pending sales going more and more, maybe active inventory rises and that allows the buyers to start really negotiating with the sellers. We need more data. We need more statistics. We need to follow it more and let things progress. But right now, Redondo Beach is right in the middle on solid footing, not weak, not strong, right solid in the middle. So there you go, guys. That's the quarterly report. What I find interesting is Palace Verdes is in line more with the national headlines. It's not withstanding these low interest rates. It's seeing rising inventory and it's run during COVID was incredible. It was a pandemic market 
and maybe it got ahead of itself like some of these vacation markets and like these commodity markets across the country where in Wyoming or in Nevada or Arizona, buyers are really dependent on price and their borrowing costs. That's Palos Verdes. And then on the flip side, Manhattan Beach seems to be as strong as ever. And it's astonishing how that luxury city has buyers lining up who seemingly don't care about affordability or a borrowing cost because many of them are cash buyers or have the wealth to weather the storm and want to be in Manhattan Beach. It's simply incredible. Moving on to the final portion of the podcast, topic number three, some advice, some story time. The winds are shifting in the real estate market. Buyers are starting to be able to negotiate again. A year ago, you tied a property up. You found a huge issue. You tried to ask for it, and the seller goes, we already called the five buyers behind you. They're fine with a cracked foundation. They're going to fix it if we give them the house at the final price. We're not going to give you a $50,000 credit to fix the foundation. Those days are over, and we are seeing them in Palos Verdes as well. I'm getting anecdotal evidence of a seller granting credits that I just had a recent sale on, and I have a buyer that is closing in a couple of weeks, and they found a major issue with a home that was going to be a big ticket item. We are talking about 1% of the housing price. So if it's a million dollar purchase, it's a 10 grand issue. If it's a $5 million purchase, it's a 50 thousand dollar issue this was a higher end home it was a significant issue and my clients wanted to negotiate and i told them look you're buying a luxury home in palace verdes for them this was a 10 year plus home they had already been in the market we had already sold their home they had made great timing sold it just before the wind shifting probably the second highest home sale on their market they didn't get the highest but they timed everything perfectly. They were in a rental and they found a timeless home with incredible views that they were 10 plus years on. They were fine buying into a shifting market because we were able to shave money off the price, even amid multiple offers. And we found a major issue. And when negotiating it, my clients went, Richard, what do you think we should do? And I referenced an old poker player by the name of Doyle Brunson, and he said the key to no limit hold'em is to put a man at a decision for all of his chips. And they were wishy-washy. I think they wanted the house. They would have taken it for $0. They wouldn't have taken the full credit. But I told them, you're buying a luxury home. They're seeing the news cycle. They want to buy their next home. I said, if you ask them for part of it, or say, we'll do a little, or here's what it'll cost, what will you give us? That is their cue that you're willing to negotiate and buy the home. If you put them at a decision for all their chips and you go, we want the 30 grand or the 50 grand or the 75 grand and we want it all or we're out, you're putting them at a decision for all their chips in a very uncertain market. And so I told them, look, there was a chance if you say we want all of it or we're out and they say, fine, we won't give you a dollar, then know it, you can still buy the home and they probably were going to be tough negotiators and give you very little anyway. And maybe they're a little cuckoo <laughs> for negotiating like that in a shifting market. 
But I said, if you put them at a decision for all their chips and go, are you willing to really call my bluff over 40 grand on a big sale or 30 grand on a medium sale or 70 grand on a huge sale? I don't think they're going to take a 1% risk of losing you. And if you put them at a decision for all their chips or losing you at a buyer, I say you ask for all of it and say you are out. And my clients took that advice and the seller called back an hour later and was like, we'll give you all the money. We want to move on, remove your contingencies, go fix that item. So I want you guys to know a year ago, you couldn't do that. And know what? In Manhattan Beach, you probably couldn't, but maybe it's coming in a couple of quarters in Manhattan Beach if we do see the shift happen in that market. But in Palace Verdes, you can do that now. And sellers are giving it without blinking. And I think you're going to start seeing that in Redondo Beach. And also, you're going to start seeing that in your income property negotiations, where those properties are very interest rate sensitive, and we're seeing fewer and fewer deals and a lot less strength. So I hope this was all helpful to you guys. My thoughts on the market were anything but normal, super low inventory, which is helpful to sellers, but all other factors are in the buyer's hands and really big weakening factors to the market. And we're seeing it here on the Palos Verdes Peninsula and not quite yet in Manhattan Beach. The quarterly numbers are telling. ManhattanPacificRealty.com slash blog. You can see it all written out on my website. Go see it for those numbers if you want to really dive deeper. And then last but not least, get ready to negotiate. Palos Verdes, maybe it's coming to Redondo Beach if you're patient, make a great deal, and if the market's shifting and the sellers start to realize it, ask for all those chips and put them at a decision, I think you're going to get a lot greater concessions if you do so. That's the podcast for this week, October 4th, 2022. We're going to get back on another podcast in another two weeks. Thanks for following along. We'll see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Take care. Take care.